All right, back from vacation. Let's hit it. Weather is turning beautiful here in St. Louis. Hope you're doing well in your world as I start all of something new every week. This week's birthdays. Here we go. Starting with Travis Terrell, Manuel Ortega, Tanya, Tanya Wilson. Happy birthday. Gosh, it's been a long time. Hope you can get back here soon. Teresita O'Connor, Devin Murphy, Michelle Monis, Jaylee Bonilla, Gary Black, uh, Brian Welsh. Happy birthday, dude. Ken Pack. Awesome, dude. Also, happy birthday. Eric Michael, Lindsay Comstock, happy birthday. Christy Odom, happy birthday. Mike Paisner, Stephanie Lemaire, Sally Sargood, I hope you're doing well. Happy birthday, Sam Ng, Melissa Deep, Gulab Jamoon, Shari Silk, happy birthday. Long time no talk. Danielle Vuong, Karen Alsap, Michaela Jade Harris, happy, happy birthday. Ryan Joseph, long time no talk, happy birthday. Ted Vanderlinden, happy birthday. Robert Trawick, Lindsay Fryer, Marcus Schmidt, Larissa Cleveland, Glenn Piercy, Vicky Rigby, Boney Sangma, Kendall Brown, Brian Calabrese, Matt Grazier, happy birthday. Eric Dixon, Cindy Shaver, Cheryl Halberg. Those are my photographer friends' birthdays this week. Let's move on to the show. Happy birthday, you guys. Hey there, thanks for tuning in to Something New Every Week with your host, me, Jason Group. Each week, I'm going to give you something new that's happening in our photographic world, just some great conversations with my friends and what's going on right now. Something New Every Week is sponsored by Miller's Lab. Miller's Professional Imaging is the largest professional lab organization in the United States. They provide professional prints and press products for professional photographers in all 50 states and Canada. And they're just a great company. If you don't know them, go check them out, millerslab.com. Here we are, another episode of Something New Every Week. I am stoked to have my good friend Keith Cephas here today. Uh, Keith has been one of those, you know, I am a stodgy old conference guy. You know, um, for those of you who know me, you know, I am, you know, in and around. Uh, I mostly know Keith from seeing him at WPPI, but I can honestly say that Keith is one of those really cool faces that you see when, when I was, you know, the director there, you know, that I could always count on for some positive attitude. And I knew that I could walk up to him, give him a high five and uh, was always surrounded by good fucking people. And that's the way I want to introduce. So Keith is a is a wedding and portrait photographer based in Virginia Beach, and he's also uh, a New York ish New Yorker guy. So we have that in common. So with that being said, Keith, it is great to have you on here. It, it is my <laughs> pleasure, Jason Group. I mean, <laughs> you know, I was honored when you called me and, and wanted me to be a part of your show. And you know, I've always been a big fan of you. You know, I've always admired you in WPPI. You know, when, you know, we live in a world of rock star photographers, you were so selfless and just so gracious and really took the time out to talk to not just me, but everybody in the convention. And, and that's, you know, what I really admire about you, man, your selflessness, your graciousness, you know, and you were just just had a great demeanor about yourself. And uh, we've had a 20-year run yeah. back in the Skip Cohen days. 
Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, like, you know, I'm going to start off here with, uh, you know, Keith is somebody who, like, I got to know as the PPI guy. And, you know, and, and a lot of times it was just casual conversations back and forth. And, um, you know, as, as somebody who, you know, had the job that I do, it was so stressful those weeks at the show. And, you know, it was really hard to talk to anybody for any length of time. And, you know, Keith and I got to know each other just by short conversations at the show. And, you know, we talked about a lot of different things that, that I think we'll touch on today. But I, I was, you know, it was my job to always look for new shining rock stars and, 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 and people who I knew could bring it, you know, to whatever they taught at PPI. So it was my job to always look for new people, whether they've been doing it, you know, 30 years or whether they've been doing it, you know, six months. So, you know, I was always looking for those personalities that I knew would just crush it when they came. And and meeting you, and, and a lot of times it's about developing a relationship. So for those of you who, you know, are looking to, you know, speak it at conferences or trade shows, you know, it's about developing those relationships one-on-one uh, in very short time frames, and you always had the way to speak to me. You know that I knew that there was trust built immediately. So it could have been a three-minute conversation, but you were one of those guys who I knew from the first time I met you. I didn't know if you wanted to be speaker or not later on, but I said to myself as soon as I walked over, I said that guy is going to be somebody who I know that I can put on my program and I can trust to do a good job. And and you always did. You always brought it. And I appreciate it. And it's because of you, Jason, that I became one of the own, like one of two African-American yeah. judges in WPPI. Yeah. So I just want to thank you for, you know, igniting my fire. Yeah. Giving me the platform and the voice, you know, to, you know, to make a difference. Yeah. You know? And, and, and I knew that, you know, everybody was going to love you and, you know, you do a good job and you had the experience and bringing a new job judge to that group of individuals, like (laughs) that's like throwing you into the gauntlet. Like it is the biggest personalities in our industry and, uh, and our community and, uh, the new, the newbies, it's sink or swim for them. And, and not everyone makes it out of the, makes it back into the boat because they literally throw you out first and then they invite you back in again. And, uh, it, 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 it's a, it's a tough job. And, you know, you and I did have some conversations about diversity at PPI. And I do want to touch on that a little bit. It's been, it's been a tough few years and, um, you know, I think that that was that was always a challenge for me to to bring the diversity in and um you know you've been you've been a shining light in our community for a long time and um you know I'm really proud of what you've done and um you know you've been able to do it in a way that uh has been you know a shining light on our on our community yeah you know and you know like you stated earlier you know, I was a tuna in shark-infested waters. <laughs> it was sink or swim. I mean, you know, you know, you you had me in the room with you know Jerry Jahonis, <laughs> Bambi Cantrell, Cliff Mahner. <laughs> the, the beat goes on. These are people, man, that I've looked up to and admired, and now I got a seat at the table. And I tell you, it was one of the most humbling experiences that I've ever had in my life. And I, I just want to take the time to thank you for the opportunity. And thank you for believing in me. 
Uh, and yeah, I mean, you're welcome. And, you know, you definitely brought in. And now I'm just remembering some of those conversations. And I know that I do remember you having conversations about judging African Americans and people with dark, darker skin, people of color. And I remember that you had some very enlightening conversations with Jerry and Cliff. And because uh, I would kind of get recaps at the end of the day. And uh, you brought a lot of education to those people who don't shoot people of color on a regular basis. And, um, you know, you should know that you, in your own way, have really brought a lot of education to our community. And uh, that that's amazing. So I'm curious, though, you know, it's been several years now. And, um, you know, do you, do you think we're, we're, you know, WPPI has made some strides or where does it have to go? Or, you know, well, what are your thoughts? I know I that's a tough question. Tremendous strides. You know, when you look at the platform of judges, you have G-Day, you have Audrey, myself, uh-huh. Uh-huh. you know, that's not a lot of people, but that's three more at yeah. the table that just didn't exist, you know, three or four or five years ago. So baby steps, you know, and I think it's gotten better. You know, you have a lot of minorities. You have, you know, tremendous talent within the black community. And I think now they're they're starting to get recognized. And it's a beautiful thing. And I want to thank, you know, people like, you know, the Jacqueline Tobins of the world from Rangefinder who, you know, took the time saw the need to, you know, put African-Americans on their covers, you know, just creating that level of awareness, you know, and she's done a beautiful job in really cultivating, you know, African-American artists and creatives. Yeah. Jackie is, you know, one of the few, one of the people that I, you know, still really keep in touch with at PPI and, um, I know that she's worked very hard in, in, in keeping and, and, and working to, you know, continue to build diversity. And you're right, G-Day and Audrey are now there and our regulars are a part of that community. You know, there was always some diversity within PPI's audience, but it was mainly uh, on an Asian and Indian influence where we had, you know, people like Johnson Wee and Keta, uh, you know, and, and Europeans there like... Uh, like uh, Nick Pecritis, but you know, it was, it, it was interesting in the fact that there wasn't enough, um, you know, African-American influence in it. And, um, you know, I think as a result, you know, it was an international uh, competition, but um, you know, unfortunately didn't have that representation. So I'm glad to see that, you know, think, you know, that, that, that has changed still. So, in the community itself, there's still so, so far to go. But um, I think that, that, you know, as, as long as people keep working towards it and, you know, have people, leaders like yourself, you know, we, we will continue to grow. So been a tough few years though. And, uh, you know, I know that Arlene, who, you know, now is in charge of the competition, Arlene Cohen, is is also working hard but you know they have some challenges ahead of them they had some issues with with contest or competition rules and they had to exclude a big portion of asia and they had to exclude like 30 countries last year 
So um, they they've gonna ha- they're gonna have a challenge this year, and 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 with the conference itself, and and uh, you know I continue to wish them the best, but it's it's gonna be a tough one. So anyway, backing around to uh, more about you. So you tell us if for those of you who don't know you, give us your uh, give us your bio. Like tell us tell us where you started from, and and you know where you're at now. Great. I started as a young photographer. I was based in Yokosuka, Japan. I was on the USS Midway. What? In okay. 1986. What? And I bought my first camera, a Canon AE1 program. No shit. Back in 86. Wow. And I bought it just to tell a story. Uh-huh. With my family and friends back home because I was an inner city kid from Yonkers, New York, and I'm here in Yokosuka, Japan, the Orient. Oh my so gosh. I bought this camera just to take some candid pictures, and I've never put the camera down since 1986. Wow. You so, know? wait, you were on the Midway? I was on the USS Midway. No kidding. And that is that mu- crazy. That museum in San Diego, California. Yes. Yes, I've been on it. That's why I was like, wait a second. I know that. I know that ship. So yeah, Yonkers kid. And, and you know, I, we haven't talked about it. You know, I'm a Rockland County kid. So we weren't too far from each other. Right. Um, yeah, Spring, Spring Valley, right? Pearl River. Close. Oh, yeah. Yeah, close. Um so you were you you discovered photography while you were in and thank you for your service. How thank long were you Army, Navy, Navy? I was in the Navy. I okay. did twenty years. I retired as a as a chief petty officer, and wow. you know, through my twenty year military journey, I did photography on the side. I had like a little part time studio. I was paying two hundred dollars a month. <laughs> I had to shut it down whenever we went out to sea, and then. <laughs> We opened it when we came back. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is awesome! You know, my first studio was in New Rochelle, so that wasn't too far from uh, from Yonkers as well. Actually, just I over the border, in Yonkers. Rochelle. I went to Iona. No kidding, really! Wow, yeah. we we definitely ran and say, so yeah, my first studio was on uh, Webster Avenue in uh, in New Rochelle. Wow! Um, so twenty years, and and what did you focus on? Mainly on weddings. No, back then I, I just focused on wildlife, just oh. shooting flowers and okay. people, really trying to capture the essence of the Orient. And then I found this magazine called Today's Photographer Magazine. Uh-huh. Uh, Vonda Blackburn, she's actually still the editor. So <laughs> I applied for press credentials to shoot the welterweight <laughs> championship of the world between Sweet Pea Whitaker and Buddy McGirt back in 1990. <laughs> Oh, I love it. I got approved. Here I am. Now I'm in <laughs> Norfolk, Virginia, shooting the welterweight championship of the world with a Canon AE1 program <laughs> in the program, you know, because I didn't understand f stops and shutter speeds. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. That's the hustle right there. I love it. <laughs> that is the hustle. So when did you move to Virginia? Uh, well, I got stationed in Virginia back okay. in 1990 Okay, when I left Japan, and then I opened up my little studio back in 1992, 
Keith Cephas photography uh-huh. in a small little building in the State Farm building on Tidewater <laughs> Drive. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so That's I want to give a shout out to Alvin Kills. He was my landlord and still my best friend today. <laughs> he was charging me $200 a month. <laughs> And I still had to pay him when I went out to sea. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I love it! So you retired in the 90, early nineties or mid nineties, well, right? Retired in two thousand six. I'm sorry, two thousand six, right? Eighty eighty six to two thousand six. That makes sense. And you just you you're now hitting it full time, and uh, you know now you focus. Tell me about what you're what, what's happening right now for you. Uh, right now, you know, I have a sports platform called Coastal VA Sport. Okay. Where I've been covering the, the uh, it's not the Washington Redskins, it's Washington team okay. for the last 16 years. And I've been really blessed to have photographs, national championships, you know, Final Four, you know, the females. And 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 if I'm, when I'm not shooting sports, I'm, I'm shooting weddings. Weddings is about maybe 65, 70% of my business. Okay. I shoot sports just to feed my soul. I get it. You know, that's what gives me, you know, the yin and the yang gives me happiness. And as an artist and a creative, I think that I think it's imperative that we have to do something that there's no monetary gain, (laughs) you know, just to stay, you know, you know, current, just to keep that balance. Because you remember the days, Jason, when we used to just shoot for the love of shooting. And we didn't make a dollar. Yep. We still have to, you know, maintain those those same core values in photography. Yep. I I agree with you, and uh, you know, I don't think there's enough. We don't spend enough time talking about uh, keeping those finding a creative outlet. You know that if it does make you some money, that's great. Generally, and I used to talk a lot about this about you know hustling and keeping that creative flair going and you know i used to talk about how the the journey of those projects you don't know where they're going to start from and where they end from and i I guarantee you your sports stuff you know probably started with you getting a press pass well you said it the press pass to shoot the welterweight now look at that journey so that 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 is a typical example of what i'm talking about like you know you, 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 and I are both sports fans, which not a lot of people in our, our community are really like big sports fans. But you like sports, and you got a press pass to this welterweight championship, and that kind of you know kept you going. But you knew that you know you needed to do if you wanted to just do photography, you probably needed to do something else. Weddings, you know, has always been a lucrative career for 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 most people, but you know. Doing those weddings and making sure that you have some sort of creative project on the side is so important. And 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 then I know that you just had an article in Rangefinder with Jackie about shooting a Washington Redskins game, and we'll put a link to that in our, in our show notes. And uh, you know, this is a totally random question and side note, but did you know that Peter Hurley was also at that game? Did you see him there? Peter Hurley was at that game. Are yeah. Yeah, he was at the game in, in Washington. I, yeah, I was going to message you and be like, you know, Peter's at that game too. You should go say hello. Are you probably standing right next to each other. Shebang. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Peter, <laughs> Peter, funny. Peter went down to shoot that game. Uh, he, he, I guess he knows somebody on the team, and and he went, he went down to shoot that game. But um, all right. So, 
moving moving along um into the wedding stuff uh talk to me about uh because i haven't interviewed a lot of wedding photographers in the last six months and i've been trying to get a feel for like this is a tough time for you guys so let me just back around and start with you are at the beginning of this pandemic and uh you know you were booked for however many weddings a year what what has happened with 2020 like where are you for the year well prior to the pandemic we've done 30 weddings every year for the last 30 years okay you know what i mean i mean we we've been rocking it out in hampton road which is probably considered in the top five percent you know in, in the state of virginia you know we were able to you know penetrate into the South Asian market, the Indian weddings, Nigerian weddings. I just booked the Ethiopian wedding. Yeah, your Nigerian weddings are off. They're so good. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, prior to the pandemic, you know, we were on fire. Then when the pandemic hit, my business took a hit. We're down. Put it like this. Between $25,000 to $30,000 a month is gone because of what my gosh i'm so sorry yeah and so, i know yeah go ahead i'm sorry so the only thing that really saved me jason is my military retirement it <sighs> kept it kept me relevant you know what i mean it, it just kept food on the table yeah i was still doing micro weddings and family portraits and branding shoots but you know as well as i do when your company takes a hit thirty thousand dollars a month that's a huge hit and now the weddings that were booking in 2021, those are the weddings that were booked in 2020. Right. We're moving them over. So that money's spent. So right. what I did is I, I you know, I, I became a little savvy and I said, look, if you want to book your wedding in 2021, these are the prerequisites. You have to book it on a weekday. So yeah. therefore I can still get new business in 2021. So smart. Yeah. Yeah, and that was the advice that was definitely flowing around and people were giving. Um, and, you know, I can't imagine trying to reschedule 30 weddings for this year and then telling them they couldn't book on a, on a weekend. And, you know, of course, you know, people have to be flexible, you know, with everything that's going on. And um, that was a really smart move. But, you know, we all assumed last March that this was going to be over by this March. And it's not. And people are still getting sick, myself included, and recovering, thank God. And, uh, you know, are you going to be shooting this spring or is everything kind of pushed off to the fall? Well, right now, I I just booked a wedding in May two-day Indian wedding, May 7th, May 8th, you know, we have about maybe 15 or so on the books. But I got to tell you, Jason, I'm not optimistic. I mean, I just listened yeah. to the pre- I listened to President Biden uh, yesterday, and he says that we're going to be in the dark until December of next year. Yes. Before I, we I listen to that. Normalcy. Yes. So I, I, I'm not optimistic that these weddings are going to happen in 2021. I'm, I'm just, I mean, we're just living in a, a time of peril and uncertainty. 
that I, I just feel for the bride. Yeah. 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 I mean, we all feel sorry for ourselves, but at yeah. the same time, can you, I can't imagine. And, and you shoot a lot of these, you know, big ethnic Indian, uh, Nigerian weddings with lots of moving parts, whether they're barats or ceremonies, several days. And I can't, you know, and this is a cultural thing. This is what they've dreamed to have their entire lives and grew up with and have gone to all of their friends' weddings. And, and, you know, I, I shot a lot of weddings like that as well. And, um, you know, I just, you're right. You have to feel for them at the same time. You know, I'm sure we're, we're all feeling sorry for ourselves, uh, at the same time. But let me ask you, uh, so we're going to, all right, there's two questions. Let's start with the first one. The ones that are rescheduling now, are they, um, are they just smaller versions of it? Like these, you know, of the weddings that they were originally booked or are they going to try and go ahead and do what they can? The majority of the weddings that are being rescheduled for 2021, these weddings have already been rescheduled three or four times. Oh, yeah. Okay. So right now, there's a lot of pessimism, you know, going on. Um, and they're actually reluctant to pay their balances because of... Well, of course. Because they don't know if it's going to even take place. Wow. So, you know, what we've done is we've pivoted to shooting more like branding sh shots. You know, I do a lot of stuff for like attorneys and doctors, you know, for their branding purposes. And, and that has, you know, been a blessing in, in more ways than one. Yeah. And then, um, and we're going to wrap up uh, after this, but... Uh, my second question is, is, and this is the tough one that I've been putting to wedding photographers is I want to believe, actually, I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to say anything. Do you believe 2022 becomes a boom so much so it's going to be hard to handle? And is that what you're going to, is that what we're reaching for at this point? To be honest with you, I, I'm just not optimistic about 22, 2022 because of the fact that, you know, it, it might turn into an endemic where this COVID might be here for 10 or 15 years. I mean, that's what they're talking about right now. You know, now there's, there's three or four different strains in the UK and, you know, it, it, it's really hard to be optimistic about the future, Jason. Yeah. I mean, look, look what we've been through. So you you think it's going to be a long time before we get back to these big weddings, uh, and we're just going to be shooting smaller weddings at this point. Budgets are going to be slashed, and it, it's going to be it is what it is. Absolutely, I think what you're going to see you're going to see a sucks. lot of photographers, you know, doing workshops virtually, you know, just trying to pay their bills. Yeah, well, that's already happening. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's it's just a tough time for not only the wedding industry, but the hospitality industry. Yeah. I can't tell you how many people that are my dear friends are being furloughed at these wedding venues. You know, the Marriott, the Hilton, they have no sales force whatsoever. Yeah. There's it's no just, reason for them to have it. Yeah, it's a sad time for the whole hospitality industry. We're talking makeup artists, 
you know, hairstylists, wedding planners, photographers, cinematographers, everybody's taking a hit. Yeah. Is there anything specific that's unique to the East Coast that you've seen? Uh, or, you know, I mean, it's across the board. Wedding photographers are devastated. Yeah. I mean, right now, you know, our governor, you know, we're, we're in a modified phase two. So oh, if somebody gosh. got married today, they cannot have more than 10 guests. Wow. What kind of wedding is that? It's not. This, this is the biggest day of somebody's life, Jason. And you mean to tell me only 10 guests? So once you, if you got a videographer and a photographer. <laughs> they count. You know, yeah. And, and then the couple, that counts against them. So you got six people. <laughs> that barely covers any, any family at all besides parents and maybe one or two siblings. Wow. That stinks. Well, you know, I, uh, I hope that things that, you know, I am being a little more optimistic as long as people continue to get vaccinated. And, you know, for those of you listening, you know, after I, you know, I feel like I came close to death on me with the coronavirus. You got to get out there, got to get the, got to get vaccinated. It's the only way we're going to get past this. Otherwise you are literally spinning the wheel and the roulette wheel, no less. And you don't want to wind up with the double zero. So, uh, you know, all I can, uh, all I can say is, is stay healthy out there when you are getting out there and shoot. And I really appreciate you being on, on to tell us your story. And, uh, it's so great to catch up with you and, uh, we'll put a link to your rangefinder article and, uh, dude, so good to catch up with you. Thank you for being on this week's episode of something new every week. No, it's, it's my pleasure, man. I'm honored. And, uh, like I said, man, I've been a big fan of yours for the last 20 plus years my brother <laughs> and whatever i could do to be a blessing to you jason you know and I, I think people need to know how how much you've blessed so many people on so many levels you know in terms of the wppi show so i just think that 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 needs to be you know showcased as well so i just want to thank you you know for being a blessing it's been pleasure has been all mine for you man and uh continue to keep on keeping on hopefully we'll see you out there in august and uh we'll see how it goes all right dude i will talk to you soon for those of you listening thank you again for tuning in and uh you know i would love it if you uh like and subscribe to the podcast and uh give keith a little love and uh all right we'll see you next week on something new every week Thanks again for tuning into Something New Every Week. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you do enjoy these episodes, I'd love it if you hit that subscribe button on however you're listening to this. Again, we want to thank our sponsor, Miller's Lab, millerslab.com. Great company. If you're not familiar with them, you should go check them out. Thanks again for tuning into Something New Every Week. We will see you back here next week.